We've called this series OG. Uh, it came out of a conversation in the staff at a staff lunch where we said, I said to the staff, what do, what do kids say these days when everything's like when I was their age? It's cool or, or rad or um, poor or wicked or any of the things that we said when we were teenagers. What do they use these days? And Adam, uh, Adam says this OG phrase and Beck says, that's gone. That doesn't happen anymore. Everything now is like lit or even Gucci, whatever. I don't even understand that. My, um, my, Jake's not here this morning because he's coming to the rally tonight, my 16-year-old, but he said if I said any of those words on the stage, he'd disown me. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, we settled for OG because uh, just to get in the feel of this. And we're doing three, um, three uh, 15-minute talks on OG. Today, it's, uh, it's I'm OG, that is... God and I are good. Next week, um, Leanne's here, we're doing uh, inclusion, that is, you're all good, you're all G. And then the week after that, we're doing forgiveness, which is we're all G, that way. They're issues of the heart, and we're trying to do it in ways that all of us, from kids to grandparents, can understand. So, today, peace with God, now the indescribable peace of God guarding our hearts and minds. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. How does thanking God and telling him what we need bring peace? I remember when I was preparing for my year 12 exams many years ago now. Many, many years ago now. By the way, Dominic and I have been married 23 years today. Um, Yeah. Happy anniversary, hun. I think that's, that's, I think that's the first time we said that. Um, um, so when I was doing my year 12 exams and I, was, and I wanted to get a good score in year 12 and I worked really hard towards that, I was praying all the time and I had no peace. When I was waiting for the results to come, when I was riding the 10Ks down to the local milk bar where the post got delivered so I could get ahead of the mail and collect my results that way in Gormandale, um, I had no peace and I was praying and praying and praying. When... When my parents separated when I was, um, later that year when I was 18 and I was trying to process what that meant for my life and that sort of thing, I had no peace. When Dominic's mum was diagnosed with cancer and we knew it was terminal um, and I had to ring her and bring her back from the conference she was in then, I was praying and praying. I had no peace. I don't know what you've been in in your life where, you just, uh, you, where you're so worried and you can't find peace. But this promise in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 is not based on our circumstances. It's not like then you'll have peace except in these really bad circumstances. It's just don't worry, do tell God and you have peace. So what's the promise based on? Well, it's based on God and who he is. I'll just take you through a few things about God that help us in this way. One, it's based on this that we know. God has got this. God has got this. In Psalm 135, I'll read this to you. The Lord does whatever pleases him throughout all heaven and earth. In Isaiah 43 and 13, From eternity to eternity I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I've done. 1 Samuel 2.10, Those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. And I've got this one up here. Um, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. 
Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. God has got this. There's nothing outside of God's, uh, outside of God's control. He's got this. Number two, God gives me everything I need. In Matthew 10, Jesus tells us that our Father sees it all and controls it all. He knows when a sparrow falls. He knows the number of hairs on our head. We're valuable to God. He knows what we need. And we know uh, that nothing can separate us from God's love. Uh, we can read that in Romans 8. There's nothing, not height, not depth, not angels, not demons, not, not, not sickness or not troubles or not persecution of any kind can separate us from the love of God. That's in Christ. And Jesus in Matthew 6 says this, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So God's got this. God gives me everything I need. God is working his plan for my good is our third and final point here. God is working his plan for my good. Uh, Romans 8.28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. <clears throat> uh, this, is not, this is not a promise that God will give us what we want um, or that, we will, that he'll give us what we think is good for us. This is about for the good of those who are called. What is the good of us who are called according to God's purpose? The good of us is that we would be transformed as people to be more and more like Jesus. So if you go through a hardship, if you go through deprivation, if you lose a whole bunch of money, is that good or bad? Well, it depends. depends on what, whether it helps you to become more like Jesus. If you have an illness that even is terminal that way, is that good or bad? Well, it depends. depends on what, whether it helps you to become more like Jesus. For the good of those who are called according to his purpose. When we, when we put our own kind of filter over what is, what is uh, good and what is going to be great for our lives and that sort of thing, and then we kind of ask God to fulfill those things for us, that's where we kind of come unstuck that way. We put verses up like that, uh, Jeremiah 29, you know, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future, and we lay our human kind of overlay on that. This means these things. We get pictures of what a successful life would look like for us. But God's not talking about our temporal situation here he's talking about people becoming more and more and more and more and more satisfied in christ and more and more and more and more and more fulfilled as followers of jesus and and uh let me read you this hebrews 13 19 to 21 now may the god of peace may he equip you with all you need for doing his will may he produce in you through the power of jesus christ every good thing that is pleasing to him all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. This is the good that God's working in us, that we know him better. Because that's the only satisfaction in life anyway. Because that's our whole hope and our future. So if, you, if, you're, if you're attached to a future that, that is outside of just, I want to know Jesus better, I want to know him better, um, then you can't access this peace. If you're attached to an outcome that isn't just all God and more of God, and, and his love and his life and, and his hope for us and his joy for us and his, his uh, future for us, then you can't have this peace. 
God is working his plan for my good. He's shaping me to be the person that he wants me to be. Towards this day in Revelation 21, 3 and 5, where John, or the writer of Revelation, sees this. I see a new heaven and a new earth. And I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. God is working his plan for my good. That's where we're going, to that place, to that day. When God puts everything to right. When there's no more sickness and there's no more sorrow and there's no more um, burden that way. That's peace. So when we start to worry, we remember these truths. God has got this. God gives me everything I need. God is working his plan for my good. Since I was 18, I've learned a lot more about God. I've, uh, more than that, I know God better than I, than I used to now. And I more often find peace in really difficult situations because I trust those truths. Because I know they're true. So even when the thing in front of me looks impossible and in challenging, I know that my peace is actually a function of my trust. And our peace is directly proportional to, if you like, how much we trust God in this place that we're in now. No matter, no matter what's in front of us that way. Do you believe this? Like, will you stake your future on that? Will you stake your tomorrow on that? Will you stake your today on that? That God's got this. That God gives me everything I need and that he's working his plan for my good. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for this promise that you bring us peace. You bring us peace. As we trust in you, you bring us peace. As we, as we lift all our anxieties to you, Jesus, you bring us to peace. As we believe more and more and more that what you say is true, you bring us to peace. And we're grateful for this deep peace we can know in our hearts where we know that we know that we know that everything's going to be okay. And that we're okay with you. God, we're grateful. And we ask you to, uh, to help us to trust you in these spaces. In Jesus' name, amen.